tonight I felt that we can pray towards heeding that call. Uh, a, a, a pastor has been teaching us in the last couple of weeks on, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a roadmap. How do you walk the call of God in your life? And so tonight we'll focus a lot on praying for, of course, ourselves uh, so that we can heed the call and, uh, uh, you know, believe God to unfold uh, what he has called us to walk in. So the scripture in Ephesians 5.1, uh, we may not necessarily go there, it's just a starter. It's, it's very clear it talks about, therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. I think that's the Amplified. It's telling us, be imitators of God. So if we are called to serve God, then there has to be uh, the way that we uh, imitate him so that we can serve him the way he wants us to serve him. And I looked at the word, word imitate, and uh, the dictionary describes the word imitate as to follow as a pattern. To follow as a pattern. To be or to appear like. I like the part of to be like. Appear like can be misquoted. You know the lookalikes? You know you have some people who are like lookalikes. You, we look alike but we are really not alike. <laughs> you understand? But this is the dictionary definition. To be or appear like and to produce a copy of. So when the scripture is saying that we be imitators of God, literally is telling us we, uh, God is expecting us to produce a copy of him in our lives. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a journey. Because for us to become like God, it really is a journey. In order to imitate somebody, you must be doing what they do consistently. You cannot be an imitator, but you, uh, from uh, once in a while, do what he does or what she does. For you to imitate somebody, you must be doing consistently what they do. And it takes a dedication of our lives to be transformed into the image that God wants us to become. You see, God has a goalpost. That's why he says that we are working towards this as a roadmap. We are working towards what God has called us to be. Each one of us, irrespective of whatever area or sphere of calling God has called you, there is a goalpost for each one of us. So he's asked, telling us, for you to get where I want you and to fulfill your call, then there must be a dedication of your life. Because I want to transform you to become what I have already purposed for you to become. So we can read in uh, Philippians 3.10, that is... Uh, Paul is, is, talking, is, is, is Paul writing here and talking about his own self. Philippians 5, uh, uh, 3.10 says, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. 
So basically Paul here, and I, 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 I keep, I always tell myself that I believe at the point Paul was writing Philippians, it was at, almost at the end of his life. After such an impactful service to the kingdom of God, he had the audacity to write and say that I am seeking to know him. I want to know him because I'm seeking that when he is revealed, I may become, I may look like him. And so we see here that uh, we will never stop being transformed. See, we can't say that I've been a Christian for so long, therefore let them attend prayer or let them do, go for evangelism or whichever area you're called to, is called to do is a, a life journey. It's, it's an ongoing. It's not, it's, it, there isn't a stop. We will never stop being transformed. That's why the scripture is emphasizing that the just shall live by faith. If you read in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the scripture keeps repeating, the just, shall, the just shall live by faith because we can never reach a place or a point where we think we have it all and therefore we don't need the walk of faith. I believe to the point of our death, like Paul is saying, we'll be saying, I want to know him more. Therefore, this transformation or this heeding the call that we're going to pray about, it's about our lifelong journey. And anybody who might ever reach a place and say, ah, this thing I know enough, then by all means, he's certainly operating in the natural realm. Because in the kingdom of God, faith is the currency that we work with always. Last week, Pastor... Uh, 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 taught on Romans 12 and I'd like to revisit Romans 12 even as we are believing God to pray tonight for our call that we may heed our call and I'll, I'll read it from the version that he read it the message translation you have it or you don't message message translation the message, okay. Let me read from my version. Uh, they will be projecting it when they find it. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. That's what I'd like us to fix our prayer tonight on. Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops, uh, develops well-formed maturity in you. So as we are fixing ourselves on God, then we are being developed and we are being formed to become mature in whichever area we are called to. So if we can go to Colossians 2, 
we can read it from the Amplified uh, Stanley. Colossians 2, uh, we'll read from verse 7. Colossians 2, 7. Uh, it says that, have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. I see a couple of things here that really speaks about how do we conform to the image that God is asking us to conform into. And several things are mentioned here. It says that fix, fixed and founded in him. And when I think about something that is uh, being fixed, I see something that takes time and effort. You know, it's one thing you can, you can be told fix a boat, or you can be told place a boat. B-O-L-T. Just in case you're hearing my kikuyu. B-O-L-T is a bolt. Mwarimo, it's a bolt. That one. So if you're asked to place a bolt, it's easy. <laughs> you just go place it. Okay? If you're asked to fix a bolt, some of us might need help. Because the tools that are required, you don't have them. Isn't it? So it's talking that for us to have the roots of our being firmly and deeply planted, then there has to be a fixing. And I say it takes time and effort. There has to be, it says there, being continually built up. Building takes time. Building takes finances. Building takes a lot of people involved in it. I've never been in a building site where I found one guy, including the architect. Because who is the architect talking to? You see, architects don't mix the, the mchanga. They tell somebody, these are the quantities, including the, quant uh, the uh, quantities uh, surveyors. They only come with a paper and they're saying, take this and take that. So it's a concerted effort. And therefore, if we are to be the building that God is talk, uh, wanting us to become, then there has to be involvement of unity and collaboration. It, we are a building that is in the process of being built. So therefore, we can't be uh, built uh, alone. There has to be an involvement of others. And I believe that's why the scripture keeps talking to us about walking in the love of God. And walking in the unity of the brethren. It's a progressive nurturing of your faith. If you're being built up, then we are talking about a progressive nurturing of your faith that involves the word, that involves uh, prayer, that involves the love walk. Then the other point here, it says that becoming increasingly more confirmed. Do you see the progression? You're becoming, you're being continually built up, and we can see here evident growth and transformation of our lives. If when we got born again 20 years ago, the way we used to act and talk and, and, and uh, treat people is the same, then we ought to be asking ourselves, am I really becoming 
Is there a growth process that is evident? So, and, and if we can uh, uh, go back to Philippians 3, just to uh, uh, put emphasis on that point. Philippians 3, uh, we read from verse 12 to 14. Still going back to uh, the, the, uh, the, the confessions of uh, Paul. And he says that, from verse 12 he says, Not that I have attained this ideal, all have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of, grasp, and make my own that for which Christ the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. So what we are seeing here is that this growth process for uh, the roots of our faith to be deep-rooted, then uh, Paul here is saying that we have to press on. We have to lay hold. We have to reach forward. Do you see a lot of action here? It's, it's, it's not a laid-back life. It, it, no, it isn't. It isn't that we got born again, we went somewhere to Hawaii, we are waiting for the trumpet. You understand? It would have, sorry, it would happen. It's work. These are, all these are action words, if you ask the English teachers. They are action words. It's talking about we are laying hold. We are reaching forward. We are moving towards the goal. We, 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 in our faith, we know we are called to attain that. But between the goalposts and here, there's a lot of action and work and sacrifice and commitment and dedication and a lot of prayer and a lot of speaking the word so that we are shifting and we can see the progressive move of what we are believing God uh, to become. And then the other thing that I, I find in Colossians 2, 7, it says, we are established in faith. Established in faith. When I think about that statement, uh, to me it talks about there is no grayness in our belief system. There isn't gray areas. We believe, we, we have the right doctrine, we believe it, we are convinced about it. There is nobody that can tell us anything uh, that is contrary to what we believe. Because we are convinced this is, about, this is what we are called to serve God. We are called into the kingdom of God. Paul, I, I believe in one place he said, there is no death, no problem, no issues, no family. Nothing can separate us from the love of God because we are convinced. If this is my area of calling, I'm convinced it is. It may not come easy, but I'm convinced. Therefore, we, ha we are established in the faith of our call to serve the kingdom of God. And we are fully persuaded. If you turn to 1 Timothy 12 with me. 1 Timothy, sorry, 1, 1, 1 Timothy 1, or maybe it will be 1 Timothy 2. Let me just check Timothy 12. 
I think it's Second Timothy. Let me just check. Yeah, it's uh, Second Timothy one twelve. It says that, and this is why I'm suffering as I do. Still, I'm not ashamed. For I know, I perceive, and have knowledge of, and I'm acquainted with him whom I have believed. This is talking a person who is fully convinced. And it continues to say, uh, uh, I have believed, I adhered to and trusted in and relied on, and I'm positively persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which he has entrusted to me and which I have committed to him until that day. Do you see the two, uh, the partnership? He has committed to me. No, it says that I'm positively persuaded that he is able to guard and keep that which he has entrusted. I've been entrusted with this. What is it that you've been entrusted to? When we are being told, called to serve, there's something that you have been entrusted to. And now Paul here is saying, uh, Timothy is saying, that that which uh, uh, has been entrusted to me, which I have committed to until that day. Which day? Until the day of his return. Do you remember the scripture that says that the call, call the, the, the calling the, or the gifts of God are without repentance? Is that what it says? Yeah. It is. It, it will not say, I've called you to this and then another day. Uh, no, that was a mistake. No, no, no. He has, he has entrusted and I am committed to pursue that. Okay? Until the day, which is the day, the day of perfection. That is our, the day of our revelation. So as we are praying tonight, we are, we are, uh, I want us to believe God that reignite or, or unfold or reveal our commitment levels to, to this which you have entrusted to us, whether collectively or individually. So if you turn with me to Psalms 37, Psalms 37, we'll start praying soon. I told you it's uh, a time of extended prayer. Psalms 37, um, we are reading verse 23. Uh, let me read it from, I think it's the New Living Translation. I don't know what's, yeah. I, I'm, living, I'm, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, but I think it's probably almost the same. And it says here, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. That's what I'm looking for. The Lord is not only directing us, but he delights in every detail of our lives. Do you see the intensity of his plan for us? He's not only calling us to this, but he, he, is, he delights in every detail. He's a detailed God. And, and therefore, uh, as we allow God to order our steps, then we start to imitate his ways, 
his, uh, his methods, his feelings, or the way he, he, he works. And therefore, we become established in his will. The way to be established in his will is if we are careful to be led in every detail of our lives because then we are becoming more and more like him. Let me explain it further in Psalms 25. It's a scripture I like praying a lot with, praying a lot with probably almost every other day I, or maybe every day before I end my prayers, I pray this prayer. I pray this scripture. Verse 4 says, Show me the path of life, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. For you are the God who saves me all day long. I put my hope in you. So a couple of things we can pick here. It says that show me the right path. What is to show? When you're telling somebody, show me, it's, you can say it in my terminology. I'll say, please train me. You know, there's something I want from you, but I don't know how. So I'm saying, train me. And I know training requires that I, be, uh, I keenly understand the one who is training me. I think you, 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 you train music. So for a person to learn to play this keyboard, they must be seriously understanding how you do it. You know, it's one thing to keep, give people theory. And theory, people can memorize. Uh, people have heads. I mean, people quote the Bible, isn't it? That doesn't mean it has faith. It just means they have good minds. They, can, they have a huge storage. But it's, the practical is where the thing is. So if somebody is training you, if you, if, if you have to keenly understand how he works. It takes desire to learn. You know, you can be so willing to train somebody, you know, but that person has to, be, has, has to have the desire and the drive to learn. You, you can sit with somebody for all you care for I don't know how many weeks, but if the person doesn't have the desire to learn, they can be present but absent. If there is such a, a you know, a, a, a word, you can be present but absent, physically present but absent. So you're not learning. So there, it takes a desire to learn. It also takes effort, and it takes sacrifice. If you don't employ desire, effort, and sacrifice, you certainly are not learning. You may be there, but you're not learning how to heed your call. It takes spending time together with the one who is training you. I think this is a key. It takes time in the presence of the Lord for you to be able to comprehend what is the roadmap for my call. Because you find many people are following the masses. They are still in the kingdom, but they left their call behind. They are moving where there is, is, are masses. But you have to know what is your call. I'm not saying that following others is wrong, but if you left yours behind, and when we reach to the goalpost, you ask, where is your football? You went with a, a tennis ball. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. You have to know what you're bringing 
to to the to the end of of this of the of the journey so that you are rewarded according to what you are given so it takes spending time together with that person so that you can know and here when it says show me point out to me lead me teach me do you see a lot of you your desire you, it's, there, is, there has to be a hard desire for you to understand the one that is training you. And then uh, the, the, the final part of that scripture says that, uh, it says that, and lead me, lead me by your truth and teach me. And we know very well, truth is only found in the word. So we cannot, God cannot be teaching us by just experiences. Experiences are not bad. Signs and wonders are not bad. However, the practical way that God teaches us and the, the, is through his word because his word is his will. You cannot be a word person and miss to know your call. It, it, it can't. Yeah, you can, but you can be a follower of miracles and miss to know your will. But the word... Because the word is the spirit. And the spirit is the executor of the word. Psalms 143. Psalms 143. Let, let's read verse 8 there. It says, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk. For I give myself to you. If you make that your prayer, do you think you're going to miss your call? No, you can't. You can't. It says, cause me to know the way which I should walk. That's a clear roadmap right there. It, and it unfolds, it, it, it unfolds daily. It's not, it's not that you, have, you already have, if you ask projects, the project managers, people, they are complicated to work with because you're beginning a project and they want you to tell them where the project is ending. And they will tell you, give me the roadmap, give me the timelines, give me all this. And I'm like, people, let's walk today, tomorrow, we'll know what <laughs> happens. <laughs> I, know, I get frustrated with projects. I'm not, a, I just like, I'm spontaneous. You understand? But project managers, they're so structured. You're going to buy something, they want to know everything about it. Me, I'm like, it looks good. We'll, we'll unfold, we will unfold it later. So, but this is how God is. God is structured. Why would he ask us to pray this? Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Because he knows, we read uh, uh, previously, he orders the steps of the righteous. So he knows how we are supposed to walk. And he leads us there. Let's go to another scripture to validate that. Psalms 51. Psalms 51 verse 12 says, <clears throat> Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. This is where the crunch is. God has the roadmap. He, he wants to teach us. He wants to show us the path. He wants to direct us. But then here, David, I think, realized, as much as God wants me, wants to, uh, I want God to show me, then I must be willing. 
And therefore, he's praying, make me willing to obey you. No matter how professional the trainer is, only the willing trainee understands the subject matter. Yeah. That's why you have 30 children in a class. You have seven who score A's. Then you have 10 who scores B. Then you have another group that scores D. And you will still have a couple who went with an E. They were in the same class. And probably they attended all. So it's, it, it's not, it does not fall on the trainer. It falls on the trainee. Progress is all falls on the trainees. And, and that's why here this, uh, uh, David was praying, make me willing to obey. Heeding the call is a heart matter. It isn't a head matter. It's a heart matter. It's telling your heart. I may not be feeling it, but I, you, we will do it because this is what it takes. It takes a dedicated heart to say, it looks complicated, but I am willing. I will go all the way. Because the one that is training you, which is the Holy Spirit, is saying, this is the way it is done. And therefore, we be willing to follow. Proverbs 4, verse 10. Then we'll pray. Proverbs 4, verse 10. Mm-mm. 4, 10. Says that, my child, listen to me. I think the let me read from the New King's, uh, King James Version. So it talks about a son. A child minimizes the scripture. But that's just me. Hear my son and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I've taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in the right paths. This is God is saying, all you need is to receive my sayings, which is his word. Says that I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I've led you in the right paths. God desires that we learn and take after him in understanding the operations of the kingdom. But it will take our willingness to learn and continually be transformed into his image. I started by saying that we will never stop needing faith. The day you wake up and think I have enough faith, you are on your way to the GPS of the natural realm. I don't know if you've ever been in, in, in a car that they are following GPS and it keeps taking you to a cool sac You know where there's a dead end. And, and they say, after 100 meters, and you're seeing there isn't 100 meters, the road ended. <laughs> if you watch some documentaries, you see how people are taken into the river, almost into the lake by Google. And yeah, 100, after 100 meters, turn left, and you're like, beyond this one meter is the, is the lake. How will I? That's how, if you, if you ever wake up and think faith is over, you're, you're following the tom-tom of this world. So we exercise our expectations as we pray tonight because I'd like us to believe God to create within us the image of God. And therefore, we, I'd like us to pray God 
reveal to me what are the areas that I need to adjust so that I can follow this pattern because I want you to teach me. I want you to lead me. I want you to direct my paths. And I want you to lead me in the right paths. I am willing to, do, to go all that. So as we pray tonight, please, I'd like us to focus on our commitment to the call of God. And, uh, and I'd also want us to pray for, of course, for the nation, according to 1 Timothy 2, 1, 14, sorry, 1 to 4, that says supplications and prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. And I'd like us to pray for the nation of Israel. You keep listening to the prophets, and you keep watching the news on, on what is unfolding, it is the time that we pray for Israel. Let, let's look at Psalms 130 as, we, uh, as our scripture for praying for Israel tonight. Then we'll be praying in tongues for those three points, and then we'll have three people make, uh, praying uh, those declarations for us. So if, if we go to Psalms 130, and specifically as we believe God for Israel, verse 7 says, it says, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. So we are crying for God's mercy. When scripture tells us in Psalms 122, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, it's because evidently there, will, there, there are a lot of challenges and a lot of uh, uh, what uh, turmoil within that region from uh, from their neighbors? I think it's just recently there was one of their ships was hit by Iran, and and and, and there is a lot that's happening that we don't even know really a lot. But in the spirit realm, we pray accurately. So I would like us to pray. Uh, we seek God. Jeremiah 29, 13 is another scripture that I like praying with. It says that you will seek me and you find me when you seek me diligently. So we are seeking God in our prayer tonight diligently, believing to, not that he is lost, but that we can uh, uh, conform our, 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 our spirits to his will so that we can pray according to his will. And then we, uh, we are drawing and, and tapping from the spiritual realm according to Hebrews uh, 1, 3 that says that he's already released every blessing in the spiritual realm. So we are tapping it by our prayers of faith as we pray concerning ourselves for commitment to the call. Uh, and, and as we pray for the nation of Kenya that needs God like every other nation, but in a big way. And then we, as we pray for the nation of Israel. So I, I would like us to stand up and just pray. Let's sing this song, guys, the new wine. Put it, we, we sing it a, a, a little bit and then we pray with it. As we are singing it, feel free to engage in your prayers as you, as you, as you feel, okay? You are ready? Let's go, please. They, they'll sing it. They can, yeah.
Let's agree together. Miss Nehemiah, come and pray for Israel, please. In the name of Jesus, we are so grateful this evening because of the call to pray for the peace of Jerusalem according to your word. You've told us that we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for prosperity within her gates. And Lord, your word is so clear that you are Jehovah Elohim. You are Jehovah Eloi Israel. You are the God of Israel. We are so privileged that this is your firstborn. And therefore, because of your firstborn, we Gentiles, we have been called to be a part of your fold. And therefore, whatever happens to your firstborn affects us. So therefore, Lord, this evening we lift up this nation. We declare your kingdom come in Israel. Your good, acceptable, and perfect will be done over this nation. Lord, Israel has just gone through an election and now they have a new prime minister. And Lord, right now so much is happening in this nation, oh God. And Father, we are declaring order. We are declaring peace. We are declaring that the nations, the anti-Semitism that is happening against this nation, Lord, we are declaring that in the name of Jesus, that there is a turning of the hearts of the people toward your plans and purposes for this nation, oh God. And Father, in the midst of all that Israel is going through, oh God, in the midst of the lawlessness that is happening in this nation, in the midst, O oh God, of the many abortions that are taking place in the nation of Israel, dear Lord. In the midst of the liberality that is happening in this nation, O oh Father, we are asking that you would send laborers to Israel. You would send laborers to this nation, O oh God. That, Lord, they will present the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Messiah, and that the, the, the veil that has blinded your people, the Jewish people, we declare that it is lifted and removed and that, Lord, they are able to behold the face of Jesus in the light of the gospel and that, oh God, there will be and we declare a turning of the hearts of the Jewish people in all the four winds of the world where they are scattered unto you, oh God. We know that the coming of Jesus Christ is also pegged into the turning and the salvation of the multitudes of the Jewish people. And Father, right now we are also so grateful of the Aliyah, the returning of the Jewish people back to their nations, oh God. And Father, we are declaring that, Lord, that the boundaries of the nations where they are at opens unto them in Jesus' name. We are declaring divine miraculous provisions even of their way back to their homeland in the name of Jesus. As Lord, they respond to the end time calling for them to return your word has said that they shall be gathered back together and so Lord we are declaring wherever they are in the nations of the world that Lord they are released 
they are released in Jesus name so father we thank you that even as they go back home as we have heard about the Ethiopian Jews that as they are gone back home the other Jews are really rejecting them father we are praying for such love we are praying for such acceptance we are praying for the spirit of restoration that those who have been there for for centuries Lord they will receive their brothers they will receive their sisters oh God in love oh dear Lord we thank you and we bless you we speak peace upon peace shalom upon shalom in the nation of of Israel and we pray this in Jesus name We thank you for your love for Kenya. We lift up your purposes over Kenya. And we declare Kenya is a sheep nation and not a goat nation. We speak the blood of Jesus Christ over the nation of Kenya and declare the purposes of the enemy shall not prevail over the land of Kenya in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your will for Kenya is peace. And according to your word that you have spoken over Kenya, we declare that Kenya answers to your call over it. That Kenya is a hub of peace in the continent of Africa and in the world. We declare peace upon the nation of Kenya. We speak to the bonders of the nation of Kenya and declare the blood of Jesus Christ covers us from the east to the west, from the north to the south, the blood of Jesus Christ that speaks better things, that speaks life. We declare the blood of Jesus speaks life to the north of Kenya, speaks life to the south of Kenya. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks life to the east and to the west. We declare that the light of Christ covers and hovers around the nation of Kenya. We speak to every aspect of darkness, darkness in the hearts of men, that darkness flees in Jesus' name. And the light of the gospel of Christ, the light of the gospel of Christ spreads out to the nation of, the, of, of Kenya in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we appreciate you. We thank you that Kenya answers to your call on it. And your call is that Kenya shall be a nation that is an economic hub. We declare to the economy of Kenya, you arise. Kenya arises. The economy of Kenya arises. Against all odds, the economy of Kenya arises and answers to the prophecy that the Lord has spoken concerning it. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. We lift up your holy name. We declare, Lord God, you reign over Kenya. The name of Jesus Christ reigns over Kenya. Thank you, Father. Lord, even as we look forward to the elections in the year to come, in the year 2022, we call Kenya blessed. We declare peace upon Kenya. Yes, Lord, your peace covers this nation. We refuse every spirit of antagonism among tribes. We say no to the spirit of darkness. We say no to bloodshed in the name of Jesus. And we speak peace among the, 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 the tribes of Kenya. 
We speak peace among the peoples of Kenya. We speak peace to the clans in the west, in the east, in the south, in the north, and in the central parts of this nation. Thank you, Father. We lift up the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus over Kenya. The blood of Jesus speaks peace. The blood of Jesus speaks better things. The blood of Jesus speaks great peace, great love, love and unity among our tribes in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We speak peace even in this nation, in this month of August, and we declare every aspect of darkness that has covered this nation in the months past, in the years past, in the months of August. We speak peace over this nation in the month of August, and we declare to the month of August, you are a blessed month. Every day of the month of August in Kenya, we wake up to the grace of God. We wake up to a day of prosperity. We wake up to a day of peace. And we declare the light of Christ shines. We declare every tree that the Father God has not planted in this nation is uprooted in the name of Jesus. And therefore, the, dark, the spirit of, of darkness even the spirit of death bows to the name of Jesus. We declare no deaths of our people, of our leaders in the month of August, in the land of Kenya, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we want to lift up every unit of leadership in this nation, even the ex executive. We declare your word. Father, your word says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And Lord, you lead it as you will. We commit the president of this nation to you, Father, that his heart is in your hand and you lead him in decision making as you will, according to your will for this nation, even in the way of peace. We speak unity unity of purpose, unity of direction, even in the leadership of this nation. Every man, every woman that you have put in place to lead this nation in whichever position, administrative-wise and politic, in the politics, that, Lord, you lead. You lead them. You lead them by your spirit. We come against every spirit of, of, of selfishness, selfishness and greed we declare it judged in the name of Jesus we judge the spirit of greed in the leaders of this nation we judge every spirit of, of uh, inconsideration in the hearts of the leaders of this nation and we declare peace in their hearts we speak we speak the light of Christ that their hearts are led by the light of God and darkness flees from their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for willingness, willingness in their hearts to be led, not of self, but by you, dear Lord. We give you praise and we honor you in Jesus' name. Tonight, we lift every member of this congregation before you are, Father. 
thank you, Lord, because you are the one that appoints our places of abode. And that means you're the one that appoints our home churches where we, our spirits will be fed. We thank you for every person that you've called into Victory Faith Church. And in the name of Jesus, we speak into their hearts tonight. We declare they are led by the Spirit of the Lord. They are taught of the ways of God. They hear the voice of the Master telling them, this is the way walk here in it and you direct them into paths of righteousness and fruitfulness and increase and prosperity and in the name of Jesus we call our people designers in the name of Jesus they design the voice of the shepherd and the voices of strangers they will not heed therefore we declare effectiveness in their cause oh God cooperately as a body but even individually in the areas that you've called them God in their professions and even in their uh, whatever else you called them to walk in as they build the kingdom of God we confess tonight upon every member of this congregation that the roots of their faith go deep that they are not withering they are not careless they are not slothful they are not being lured by the enemy. We call them committed to the call of God. And we declare that they have consistency in their belief. That they do not waver in what they believe in. There isn't a double-sided uh, uh, mind in, uh, 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 in their hearts, oh God. They have one purpose. And their purpose is to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Therefore, tonight, oh God, we declare spiritual strength upon the members of this congregation that Lord as they follow the call of God then they will see the, the fruitfulness of it because your word says that we bear fruit in keeping with repentance therefore in the name of Jesus we are declaring that wherever they put their faith are believing in the word of God agreeing with the voice of the spirit they will always see fruitfulness therefore we declare fruitfulness in their ministries not only in this ministry God but wherever else you send them as they speak to their colleagues and as they talk to their communities oh God we declare fruitfulness because every word that comes out of their mouth is backed by the spirit of obedience and therefore your word says where there is unity you command your blessing Father we declare in the homes of our members there is unity of purpose there is unity of marriages there is unity of families there is unity of relationship there is unity of God even where they work because they follow the voice of the master they have voices that cause others to want to hear and we call them favored your word clearly tells us that if you agree with God then he will give you favor with men today we declare over this congregation it's it agrees with God according to job 22 it does not struggle in hearing and heeding the call of God and because they follow the instructions of the spirit of God they have a peaceful 
beautiful life. Their dwelling places, they are known for the, uh, 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 for the presence of the Lord. Your presence, oh God, does not only hover us where, where, when we are in the service, but it follows us to our homes. It follows us in our businesses. It follows us in our workplaces. It follows us, oh God, wherever we go. There is something about us, oh God, that attracts people to us. It is the anointing of the grace of God because we are those who walk in the faith of the word of God. We are not just hearers of the word of God. We are doers of the word of God. And because we are doers of the word of God, we are recipients of the effectiveness of the word of God. We see effectiveness God in what we do. Therefore, we declare over this congregation, it is a prayerful congregation. It is a, a congregation that desires to spend time with the Lord. They are not in a hurry. They tarry in the presence of the Lord. And because they tarry in the pres presence of the Lord, they can hear accurately. In this congregation, oh God, people are not confused of what to do. They already hear the voice of the master and therefore they know accurately what and which area they are called to and because they go according to the voice of the master they always come out loaded they come out loaded in the spiritual realm father we declare in this congregation none of us oh god shall walk in the uh, uh, in the uh, craftiness of, of their belief system. We declare in this congregation, people believe right because they believe the word of God. And because they believe the word of God, they tell others about the word of God. We call evangelists out of this congregation and we call teachers out of this congregation and we declare in the name of Jesus, you're bathing out calls in this congregation because we are called to serve, then we know what is entrusted to us. And when we know what is entrusted to us, we are committed to that which is entrusted to us. So we are pressing on towards the goal. In the name of Jesus, our faith only grows in measures and leaps and bounds, oh God. We are not of those who look back. We are fully persuaded that he who began a good work in us, he is faithful to complete it. And therefore, together, we call ourselves that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we confess tonight, in you we live and move and we have our being. So even as we walk out of this sanctuary tonight, oh God, we are devil shakers in the name of Jesus. We terrorize the kingdom of darkness. The blood of Jesus has gone ahead and therefore nothing can confound us because we belong to the kingdom that carries authority. We walk in the believer's authority and therefore our declarations are declarations of faith that nullify the work of the kingdom of darkness. So we declare as we walk out tonight, oh God, we are built up. 
to go for the long haul until we reach the goalpost. When we see Jesus face to face and our faith is perfected, and then we will say, we have fought a good fight. We have waged it tenaciously, and we've been looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Therefore, we declare we are tenacious to win this battle at all costs.